A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey friends, welcome to the Renaissance English History Podcast. This is the weekly highlight reel of videos that I have put out on YouTube. So in case you don't know, you can go over to YouTube and watch all of my videos. The channel is History and Coffee, and you can just search for my name as well, Heather Tesco, History and Coffee, and you will get it. And you can subscribe there. Thank you to the many people who already subscribe. And then what I've started doing is weekly highlight reels of some of the videos that have gone out on YouTube that would be of interest to the podcast listeners as well. So thanks for listening. And you can also, like I said, go over and join me on YouTube, History and Coffee, and search for Heather. And there I am. So let's get right into it. Today we are talking about the most romantic spot in Tudor England. February is, after all, love month here at the Renaissance English History Podcast. We're talking about all things related to love and romance, Galentine's Day, all of that. So today, the most romantic spots in Tudor England. So let's get right into it. In Tudor England, romance was woven with threads of opulence, intrigue, and a passion that often bordered on the realm of legend. It was an era marked by grand gestures, secret love letters, and courtly dances under the watchful eyes of the monarchy. Today, we will explore some of the most romantic spots that tell tales of love both fulfilled and forbidden within the Tudor court. Our first stop is Hever Castle in Kent, a place etched with the echoes of young love and royal courtship. This castle served as the childhood home of Anne Boleyn, the bewitching second wife of Henry VIII, whose love story with the king has captivated historians and romantics alike. Of course, it didn't end well, but we're not focusing on that part. Surrounded by a lush moat set against the backdrop of the Kentish countryside, Hever Castle is a snapshot of Tudor romance at its most idyllic. Strolling through the gardens, one can't help but be transported back to the days of Anne's youth, where she might have wandered along what is now known as Anne Boleyn's Walk. This path, adorned with a collection of plants and flowers that were popular during the Tudor period, offers a fragrant glimpse into the past. The vibrant blooms and carefully manicured hedges frame the castle in a way that makes it easy to imagine the beginnings of Anne's fateful romance with Henry VIII, a love that would change the course of English history. Next up, Sudley Castle. Nestled in the heart of Gloucestershire, Sudley Castle holds a unique place in Tudor history as the final resting place of Queen Catherine Parr, the last wife of Henry VIII, the only queen consort to be buried on private grounds. Beyond its historical significance, Sudley is a testament to the enduring beauty and romance of the Tudor period with its breathtaking gardens and timeless architecture. The castle's grounds are a particular highlight with the Queen's Garden standing out as a jewel in its crown. This exquisite garden, meticulously planted with herbs and flowers that were cherished during the Tudor period, offers a serene and fragrant oasis 
Walking through the garden, visitors are enveloped in the scents and colors of the past, evoking a sense of connection to the lives of those who once wandered these same paths. Sidley Castle's romantic allure is further enriched by its connections to other notable Tudor figures like Lady Jane Grey and Elizabeth I, adding layers of intrigue and passion to its history. The castle's blend of natural beauty, historical gravitas, and romantic legends makes it a compelling destination for anyone looking to immerse themselves in the story of Tudor love and legacy. Now we're going to talk about the Tower of London, a fortress with a tapestry of roles throughout history, stands as a monument to the complexity of Tudor England. Far beyond its notorious reputation as a place of imprisonment and execution, the tower was also a royal palace, a secure residence for monarchs and their entourages. Its stone walls have witnessed the ebb and flow of power, passion, and tragedy, making it a pivotal backdrop for some of the most poignant love stories of the Tudor period. Among the tower's echoing corridors and within its imposing cells, the tales of Anne Boleyn and Lady Jane Grey unfold. Stories of love entwined with the highest stakes of political intrigue. Anne Boleyn's imprisonment and subsequent execution within the tower's confines mark one of history's most dramatic reversals of fortune from a queen celebrated for her charm and intelligence to a condemned prisoner. Similarly, Lady Jane Grey, known as the Nine Days Queen, found her fate sealed within these walls, her brief reign ending in tragedy. Despite its somber history, the Tower of London possesses an undeniable romance, accentuated by its picturesque settings like Tower Green and the Medieval Palace. These spots offer a glimpse into the Tower's dual nature as both a stage for royal ceremonies and a silent witness to the personal dramas of those who walked its grounds. The juxtaposition of beauty and tragedy imbues the tower with a profound sense of romanticism, making it an emblematic site of Tudor England's rich and tumultuous history. Kenilworth Castle in Warwickshire stands as a testament to one of the most captivating courtships of the period, that of Robert Dudley, Earl of Leicester, and Queen Elizabeth I. Dudley's profound affection for Elizabeth was showcased in the grandeur of Kenilworth Castle, where he spared no expense in transforming the fortress into a palace fit for a queen. The castle's association with their legendary romance adds a layer of intrigue and allure to its storied stones. Central to the castle's romantic narrative is the Elizabethan garden meticulously recreated to mirror the opulence of Dudley's efforts to woo the Virgin Queen. These gardens, with their intricate designs and fragrant blooms, served as the backdrop for the elaborate entertainments designed to enchant Elizabeth. Walking through the garden, one can almost hear the echoes of music and laughter a vivid reminder of the lavish spectacles that once played out on this very spot. The ruins of Kenilworth Castle evoke a poignant sense of romantic nostalgia, standing as silent sentinels to the grandeur and spectacle of the Elizabethan period. They serve as a visual reminder of the ephemeral nature of power and passion, inviting contemplation on the fleeting moments of human connection amidst the relentless march of history. Finally, Hampton Court Palace, one of Henry's most splendid residents, stands as a monument to the grandeur and opulence of Tudor England. Renowned for its breathtaking beauty, the palace has been a backdrop for countless tales of romance, intrigue, and royal splendor. Its sprawling structure and exquisite gardens paint a picture of royal life that was as much about public display as it was about private indulgence. The romantic allure of Hampton Court is best embodied in its opulent state apartments and the enchanting gardens that surround them. These spaces were designed not just for the business of governance, but also for the art of courtship and celebration. The palace's halls and chambers 
adorned with lavish tapestries and paintings, set the stage for the elaborate dances and banquets that defined Tudor social life. It was here that Henry VIII and his court engaged in the intricate dance of Tudor politics and personal relationships, underpinned by the rituals of courtship and alliance. The gardens of Hampton Court, with their meticulously designed flower beds, majestic fountains, and secluded walkways, offered romantic escapes from the rigors of court life. They served as a private haven for the whispered conversations, clandestine meetings, and leisurely strolls away from the prying eyes of the court. In these gardens, the natural beauty of the landscape intertwined with the man-made splendor of the palace, creating an idyllic setting for the pursuits of love and leisure that were as much a part of the Tudor royalty as the politics that played out within the palace walls. These storied locations across Tudor England, from the intimate gardens of Hever to the ruins of Kenilworth, continue to captivate the imagination. They are not merely historical sites, but living monuments to a period defined by the intricate dance of love, power, and intrigue. As we journey through these spaces, we're invited to listen for the whispers of courtly love and the rustle of silk gowns bridging the centuries to touch the essence of Tudor romance that still lingers in the air. And today we are talking about the top five lesser known love and romance scandals of the Tudor and early Stuart period. February is Love Month here at the Renaissance English History Podcast. And today we are going to be digging into some of the lesser known romantic scandal. Let's get right into it with number five, the tragic story of Catherine Howard, Henry VIII's young and vivacious fifth wife, is one such narrative that underscores the perilous intersection of love and ambition in Tudor England. Thrust into the limelight as queen, when she was still a teenager, Catherine's past and her clandestine liaison quickly became the fodder for courtly intrigue. Before her marriage to Henry, Catherine's romantic entanglements, notably with Henry Mannix and Francis Derham, were whispered secrets that she hoped were buried in her past. However, it was her alleged affair with Thomas Culpepper, a close courtier of the king, that ignited a scandal with fatal consequences. The discovery of Catherine's indiscretions, real or fabricated, set a tragic end in motion. Accused of treason for her premarital relationships and the affair with Culpepper, Catherine's fate was sealed in a public spectacle of disgrace and punishment. Her story not only highlights the dangers that young women in the Tudor court faced, but also reflects the broader themes of power, control, and the perilous politics of the royal bedchamber. Catherine Howard's life, shrouded in scandal, serves as a poignant prologue for the tales of intrigue that simmered beneath the surface of Tudor grandeur. Number 4. Catherine Parr and Thomas Seymour the widowhood of Catherine Parr, the sixth and surviving wife of Henry VIII, took a scandalous turn with her hasty marriage to Thomas Seymour, the Lord High Admiral and brother of Henry's third wife, Jane Seymour. Mere months after the king's death in 1547, Catherine, who had been a calming and reformist influence on Henry, entered into a union that sent shockwaves through the Tudor court. Seymour, known for his ambition and charm, was also the uncle of the young Edward VI, positioning him close to the center of power, a fact that made their marriage all the more contentious. The marriage raised eyebrows not only because of its rapid timing, but also due to Seymour's well-known aspirations to increase his influence. Catherine's position as the Dowager Queen and her close relationship with the young Princess Elizabeth, who resided in their household, adds layers of complexity and intrigue to their union. Seymour's subsequent actions, including flirtations with Elizabeth and a bold but ill-fated bid for power, 
only served to deepen the scandal. The repercussion of Catherine and Seymour's marriage were far-reaching, affecting court politics and the intricate web of Tudor succession. Seymour's eventual arrest and execution for treason underscored the volatile nature of Tudor alliances and the dangerous interplay between personal ambition and the machinations of power. Their story is a testament to the unpredictable dynamics of the Tudor court, where love, ambition, and treachery were often closely intertwined. Number three, the Dudley love triangle involving Robert Dudley, Amy Robsart, and Queen Elizabeth I remains one of the Tudor period's most enigmatic scandals shrouded in mystery and speculation. Robert Dudley, a favorite of Elizabeth I and a key figure at her court, found his life and ambitions irrevocably altered by the tragic and untimely death of his wife Amy in 1560. Amy Robsart's demise, under suspicious circumstances with a fatal fall down a staircase at Cunmer Palace in Oxfordshire, ignited a firestorm of rumors that implicated Dudley in a dark plot to free himself from his marriage, thereby paving the way for a union with the Queen. The scandal surrounding Amy's death cast a long shadow over Dudley's reputation and his relationship with Elizabeth. Despite the Queen's evident fondness for Dudley, highlighted by their close companionship and the lavish attention she bestowed upon him, the whispers of foul play and ambition made any prospect of marriage politically toxic. The court and the public alike were rife with gossip and speculation, which threatened not only Dudley's position, but also the Queen's image as a virtuous and just monarch. Elizabeth, acutely aware of the delicate balance of public opinion and the need to maintain her authority unblemished, navigated the scandal with her characteristic prudence. Although Dudley remained a prominent courtier and was later made Earl of Leicester, the stain of the scandal effectively barred him from ever becoming consort. The Dudley love triangle thus exemplifies the intricate interplay of personal relationships and public perceptions in the Tudor court, where love, ambition, and tragedy were inextricably linked with profound implications for those involved and the course of Elizabeth's reign. Number two, the affair between Anne Vavasour and the Earl of Oxford, Edward de Vere. So Anne Vavasour was a young maid of honor to Elizabeth I, and she had an affair with Edward de Vere, 17th Earl of Oxford, which stands out for its dramatic intensity and the scandal it caused. The clandestine relationship, blooming within the confines of Elizabeth's court, broke the conventions of the time and led to one of the most sensational scandals of the Elizabethan era. The affair came to light in 1581 when Anne gave birth to de Vere's illegitimate son, a revelation that shocked the court and infuriated Queen Elizabeth, who had strict rules against such liaisons among her courtiers. The Queen's response was swift and severe. Both Anne and de Vere were imprisoned in the Tower of London for their indiscretion, a punishment that underscored the gravity of their offense in the Queen's eyes. The scandal did not end with their imprisonment. Upon their release, the affair led to a series of violent confrontations, fueling a bitter feud between de Vere and Anne's kinsmen. The most notable incident was a deadly duel in the streets of London, which resulted in several injuries and further deepened the animosity between the two factions. This series of events not only highlighted the personal risks of such romantic entanglements, but also reflected the broader tensions within the Elizabethan court, where honor, reputation, and loyalty were constantly at stake. The affair of Anne Vavasour and Edward de Vere with its blend of passion, defiance, and tragedy exemplifies the complex interplay of personal desires and societal constraints in Tudor England. 
And finally, number one, the Francis Howard and Robert Carr scandal, which culminated in the mysterious death of Thomas Overby, stands as one of the most sordid tales of the early Stuart period, intertwining love, ambition, and murder at the highest levels of English society. Francis Howard was initially married to the Earl of Essex and sought an annulment to wed Robert Carr, Earl of Somerset, and a favorite of King James I. The annulment, granted under scandalous circumstances, was just the beginning of a saga that would shock the nation. The union between Howard and Carr was marred by the shadow of Thomas Overby, a close advisor and friend to Carr, who vehemently opposed their relationship. Overbury's subsequent imprisonment in the Tower of London and mysterious death in 1613, later revealed to be poison, ignited a firestorm of rumors and accusations. The investigation unveiled a complex web of intrigue implicating not only Francis and Carr, but also members of their inner circle in a murder plot. The trial that followed was a public spectacle, drawing attention to the corrupt and decadent nature of James I's court. Francis and Carr were both found guilty, images tarred, and their positions at court irreparably damaged. The Overbury scandal exposed the dark underbelly of Jacobean politics and courtly intrigue, highlighting the lengths to which individuals would go for love and power. The public outcry and fascination with the case underscored the perennial allure of scandal and the dangerous intersection of personal desires with political machinations. The Tudor and Stuart periods were rife with romantic intrigue where love often collided with ambition, leading to scandals that echoed through the annals of history. These tales of passion, betrayal, and intrigue offer a window into the complex interplay of personal desires and political power. Thanks so much for listening to this week's YouTube highlights. Remember, you can go over and subscribe. History and Coffee, Heather Tesco, you will find me there. And we'll be back again next week with more highlights from what went out on YouTube throughout the week. Thanks so much. Have a great week. Blow northern wind, send for baby sweating. Blow 